0: Hello, this is Jesse Perryman of the Flag Hunters Golf Podcast, bringing you something a little bit different this week. Uh, it's a mid-season trailer slash rant. I want to thank each and every one of you for being a part of the Flag Hunters Golf Podcast since its inception uh, about a year and a half ago. I think it was November. It was uh, I think I released the first trailer uh, right around Thanksgiving of, of November twenty one. And uh, I just was thinking and contemplating about what to do this week. I've got several podcasts that are edited and ready to go for the next several weeks. But I thought that I would comment on a couple of things and add to a couple of things that are going on, not only with the Flag Hunters Golf podcast and the guests that I have coming on the next few weeks, uh, which are exciting, but what's going on in today's current golf landscape. I've gotten uh, a lot of Uh, messages and requests from people that want me to talk about live. And uh, it's, it's been a little bit of a touchy subject for me because I know people personally on both sides and now with what's going on with the emerging or whatever they've got going between uh, the live tour and the PGA tour and how it relates to uh, professional golf in the upcoming years. I don't know too much about it, and quite frankly, I really don't care uh, personally. I do know that there are uh, there's a rift in professional golf that needed to be cleansed, and it looks as if it, it might be contrary to what people might say out there uh, or what they know. I don't know much, but I do know this: I don't necessarily have any desire to comment on live or get involved with a fray. There are already plenty of people talking about it. And that's not what I'm all about. And that's not what this podcast is all about. This podcast is all about helping all of you, myself included, get better at this game that we all love. Get better by whatever means necessary. And that's why I have guests that come on who are experts, who have studied the game not only for years, but for decades studied it, multidisciplinary studies, so that we, the student or the seeker, can benefit from their years and years of R&D in studying the swing motion, studying the biomechanics of it, studying how our neurobiology and neurophysiology handles what happens during the golf swing. That we can understand it along with uh, with precious wedge play and uh, the master assassin being a great putter. This is what the Flag Hunters Golf podcast is all about. Uh, in the next upcoming weeks, I've got uh, several. I've got Monty Scheinbloom coming on next week. He just recently qualified for the Senior Open. Very good uh, teacher out of Orange County, California, former. Uh, United States long drive champion, and the guy can flat play. In fact, we were both at the same qualifying site, San Luis Obispo Country Club, a couple of weeks ago, and he was medalist. He played himself a nice round of golf, and the golf course is playing extremely tough. And I want to extend a thank you to the members of San Luis Obispo Country Club for letting us borrow their golf course uh, on that Monday. Uh, the golf course was in good shape. The greens were fantastic, fast and the pin placements were diabolical. So congrats to Monty. Look forward to having him on next week with myself and Justin Tang. We've got a man by the name of Dr. David Wright coming on, and also uh, a man by the name of Jim Waldron, who if you're a follower of the podcast, you are very familiar with Jim. These coaches that I have on primarily are holistic coaches. They've studied just about every single Marshall uh, that they can, to become better coaches, to become better teachers, to give all of us information that um, it would take years to to seek and understand, digest, and to be able to compute and have it come out in its simplest form, so that we can understand. And these are the type of coaches that we are actively uh, searching for that we want to talk to on a regular basis. Not that specialty coaches aren't it. I, I would love to have more. Uh, great putting coaches and great short game coaches on as well. And we've already had a few of those on the podcast. So as we're midway through the year, golf season is in full effect. It's in full swing. It looks as if the nation has some some good weather. Uh, finally, in California here, it was an extremely long winter, and it's a very long spring. Uh, but golf is upon us. So what can we do to enjoy ourselves what can we do to appreciate the game that we love and enjoy it, and and as a consequence, play better golf? There's there's several ways to do it. Um, I found uh, my way, and my way may not resonate with with everyone. Uh, I'm a I'm a student of Brad Hughes and John Erickson and and Billy McKinney, and and uh, these are the ideas that I get uh, from these men, and they've helped my game uh, exponentially, particularly over the last two and a half years since I've turned 50 and rededicated myself to the game as my kids have gotten older and no longer need me to schlep them around and no longer need me around the house as much, which is great. I've been able to uh, work on my own game and, uh, and have all of these fine people on. And what, what may resonate for me may not resonate for you. And I would encourage all of you to listen to the, the past episodes and the guests that are coming up uh, that I have on a um, few I'm going to remain secret I don't want to spoil it too early uh, but we've got some extremely special coaches on that are um, to say the least they're they're world-class experts on the swing motion on getting you to take your talent in the words of Kathy Hartwood shout out to you Kath, Uh, taking your talent out of the golf course Be able to get you from the practice tee to the first tee without uh, too much mental interference, and that really is the goal. And as I think about it and contemplate all of my best rounds and the best rounds that I've witnessed, there, there, it's had very little to do with the golf swing. Um, The mind is what frees up the golf swing. In my studies and research thus far, and talking to all these experts. I've concluded, and my conclusion may change. Uh, Minds change, but as of right now, that uh, the way to get the best out of your hard work, out of your talents, out of your perseverance, whatever discipline you are working on in your game right now, is to be not necessarily devoid of the mind, but to be in the moment. I think the great champions have showed us in our game over the course of time that they have the uncanny ability to be in the present, to be in the now. Uh, I remember, and I've mentioned this before, but I remember uh, hearing Gary Player tell me personally that he got DQ'd from a golf tournament in the 60s, and he was playing extremely well because he couldn't remember a score that he got on a particular hole. He literally couldn't remember it. His caddy couldn't remember it. And he was deep, deep, deeply in flow, or what we would call the zone. And that energy is infectious and it affected his his playing partner, his playing partner. I can't remember who it was. I think he said it was Miller Barber. Anyway, Mr. Player, if you're listening to this, please clarify. Please. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, that energy is infectious and it affected his caddy and his playing partner and his other caddy that, um, he had this energy of being in the now, and I think that that's really the last frontier of 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 studying the mind, studying the the neurobiology, how the mind affects what we do, uh, not only off the golf course, not only on the golf course. I beg your pardon, but off the golf course as well. As well, so as as I move forward in this endeavor of turning over every rock and stone that I possibly can to help you and myself get better playing this lovely game. I'm finding that mentally strong people, people that have belief in themselves, people that that have dealt with past failures uh, and used it to their advantage, used it to inspire them. The champions have learned from their mistakes. Use their mistakes to inspire them, to ignite the fire even more, uh, to help them to not do that again, to repeat patterns, and um, and that's another thing that I notice uh, from 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 people that I play golf with, people that I see play golf with, that um, they're completely unaware of their patterns, and champions are completely aware of their patterns. And their patterns not only on the golf course as far as where their misses are or where their tendencies might be, they're aware of, of their physical, uh, I don't know, if, if you want to say Tiger Woods has a a physical disability with his golf swing, I, I don't think so. Um, but he's well aware of what he needs to work on at all times, and so are the other great champions. And and uh, But more importantly, besides the swing, they know how to work on their mind. They know how to go from point A to point A, as our recent guest Susie Myers just said. Who I just I just left the cat out of the bag. By the way, we got Susie Myers coming on. Hall of Fame teacher, uh, coach to uh, uh, many people and a uh, former uh, tour pro herself and an All-American at University of Arizona. Shout out to you, Susie, and thanks again for coming on. Susie will be coming out in a couple of weeks. But, um, to get from point A to point A and to remain in point A, Tiger Woods said he gives himself a ten foot circle. He hits a golf shot, whether he likes it or not. If he doesn't like it, he can swear and throw a little hissy fit if he needs to. But once he's outside that ten foot circle, it's over. It's over and done with. and And I think that that's some a, a pretty good uh, a pretty good methodology. So Tiger, has the uncanny ability to be in the moment. Jack Nicholas had the uncanny ability to be in the moment. Ben Hogan, all of our great champions. Uh, Lydia Ko, my friend Lydia Ko, has the uncanny ability to be in the moment. And these are things that we can all aspire to. These are things that we can work on that don't require physical talent or a gift to have 180 mile an hour ball speed. These are mental things that can be applied if we choose to work on it. I choose to work on it via meditation. Whatever your methodology is to help you to remain grounded in the present moment is going to help you realize all of your hard work that you're putting into your golf swing, your putting, your short game, um, and to have it all blend together in one big, beautiful uh, A game that you're that you're developing. And what's great about being mentally adept, mentally strong, present and aware of your situation currently on the golf course, maybe warming up or maybe your body doesn't feel great. You can use that to game plan if you don't go into panic mode. You take the best with what you have that particular day and you go on and you play with it. If you've got 70% that day, go use 100% of that 70%. You can literally do that and you can learn to stay out of your own way. The only way that I know thus far, and, I'm, and please send me messages, chime in. Uh, if you know any other way, I'm a student just like you are. I'm a learner and a, and a seeker, just like everyone who listens to this podcast. Uh, the only way that I know is to remain in the present moment. And with that presence of being in the moment, your thoughts do clear and you can do things whether you're are physically able that day or not, that might surprise you. Um, I think that there's a lot of benefits to being in the moment. Uh, you start to lose attachments of playing good and bad. Uh, your expectations might summer a little bit. You might simmer down on those expectations. You know, what are expectations anyway? I mean, Think about that. What are expectations? Is that feeding your ego or are you worried about what other people might think? Oh, I expected to play better as an excuse. I know I've done it plenty of times. Um, but just things to be aware of. This is my rant of a podcast and now you know why I like to have guests. (laughs) Uh, anyway, think about All of the excuses that you've made feeding the ego, once you become aware of those, the ego starts to dissipate a little bit here and there. And you start to uncover possibilities and things that you can work on that maybe you've been blind to for a long time, all of these years, whatever that is. It doesn't necessarily have to be your your swing. It could be your, your physical, your mobility, your physical movement. I've had, um, uh, Lauren McMillan is, is coming back on the podcast. She's the official technical advisor, fitness advisor to the flag hunters go Out podcast. She's also a yoga instructor there in Jackson, Mississippi, but she talks about yoga being a methodology that is going to help you to get in touch, not only with your body, but your inner being, your breath, things like that. So, uh, basically, to add on to what I was saying, that the more you become aware, the more that it's likely that it might not have anything to do with your golf swing, that your golf swing may already be good enough. Now, if you're trying to play on the PGA Tour or the LPGA Tour, that's a different conversation, and I'm sure that we're going to address that in the years going forward. But as for now, trying to get the best out of what you can get yourself. You have to be able to look at every possible facet. How, how, am I, how am I resting? How am I sleeping? How am I eating? How am I interacting with folks? More importantly, how am I interacting with myself? Am I good and kind to myself? Am I watching uh, the words that come out of my mouth? Am I aware of my physical fitness? Do I need to do yoga? Do I need to work on my mobility? Do I need to lift weights? Do I need to strengthen some areas of my body that may be deficient that's uh, not allowing me to swing at my best or play at my best? Uh, Those who, I mean, I hate to say this, but those who like to drink alcohol on the golf course, you're selling yourself short, period. You are not going to be able to play to the best of your ability if you're just pounding beers out there. Sorry, you're just not. If you want to have fun, calm the nerves, and hang out with your buddies, more power to you. I've got no problem with that. But if you're trying to play to the best of your ability, alcohol may not be your best choice because you're numbing yourself. And you're numbing yourself to multitude of possibilities to learn. And every round of golf you play, if you're aware enough and your mind is quiet enough, You're going to learn something about yourself every single time. So this is my rant, my short, sweet, mid-season trailer rant. Um, And I want you to go out this week. This is U.S. Open week at LACC at Los Angeles Country Club. I want to give a a shout-out to uh, my friend Josh Anderson, who's the first alternate. Who lost uh, for the last spot in the playoff uh, last Monday at Wilshire Country Club? He played extremely well, and uh, I hope he gets in. I'm a big fan of Josh, and um, and you never know. John Daly was ninth alternate in 1991 PGA when Nick Price withdrew, and he ended up winning the thing. And we all know who John Daly is. So you you never know, but this is just things that are on my mind right now. Once again. Um, I'm not going to be commenting on on the live tour or anything like that. Uh, this podcast is about helping you, and as well as helping myself, and and, and creating a community of like-minded people who love this game, who want to play to the best of their ability, or just play play better, um, whatever that looks like for you. No, no one, not everybody, has to go out and shoot under par or break par or anything like that. But golf is more fun the better you play. So get out, play some golf. I encourage you. And uh, thank you once again uh, for supporting me and the Flag Hunters Golf Podcast. I've got great guests for the rest of the year lined up, some that are going to blow your mind as they've blown mine. Cheers, everyone. Have a great week, and we will see you next Tuesday.